Well, 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 coming in on a cough from Chris Gucci behind the glass. This is the Jimmy Palumbo Show. That's right. I'm your host, Jimmy Palumbo, and this is a special show here for a number of reasons. Number one, this is show number 100. We must celebrate the 100th show of the Jimmy Palumbo Show. And, of course, behind the glass is Chris Gucci, who has been on the disabled list for about three weeks now. No, it's... He was. I, I was uh, not no one know where he was. List. There he was, was on um, the inactive was list. Circumstances. It's like when when you guys are having on a guest that is somebody that uh, my business partner has been looking up to for the last thirty five years, and he's like, "Oh, you're you're busy today, right? You're busy today." He wanted to talk to the Karate Kid, bro, and he wanted to talk to Todd. There's nothing I could do uh, about okay. it. I got I got bounced. All right. Well, listen. That's listen. That inner turmoil has nothing to do with the Jimmy Palumbo show. Uh, being that you guys are uh, uh, behind the glass for hire here at Shea. Um, you, at, at this point, you're like, you know, what do you want me to say? I can't choose who comes on. And um, other you know than else too, this is a special episode because we've been talking about it almost in like, like there's some lore behind this episode because we were doing the, the whole Jersey number thing. And we were like, bro, like, what do we do? Does the show well, just end? No. Is it, does it just, uh, well, no, how does it go? And now here we are. Well, those of you scoring at home know that each show is numbered, and I usually do a jersey number, and sometimes we do the famous players, but sometimes we do the shitty players, which I always enjoy the shitty players because I feel my favorite parts of the show I call drive-off-the-road moments when I say something that someone's like, I can't believe he's mentioning that. So I stumbled on something. I'm going to do this as a new bit. doesn't affect you this week because we didn't have time. Uh, I didn't know who was coming on. And, and this is what it is, and I don't know if it's going to work. I think it's funny. All right, so I'll leave it at that. Now, I have a stack of old baseball cards that have been sitting on my shelf that I bought, probably bought them 20 years ago at a garage sale. I scooped them up, and they were like these random guys from the 60s, 70s, and 80s. And I was like, I, I the other day, I looked at them. I was like, this is, look at these players. Like, these are so, nobody knows who these guys are, but yet you do know who they are. They're not completely, let's face it, Major League Baseball players, there's, you know, everybody knows 10% of them. There's tons of guys at the end of the roster that nobody knows on. I like the Reds right now or the Mariners that you or I, even you guys don't even know. But there's players in there. You're like, I remember that guy, like blah, blah, blah. So uh, the guy who was on the top made me laugh. And I'm like, I got to do him. And there's reasons. So I'm going to hold up his card. His name is George Scott. Now, do you remember him? Way before do I know, Jimmy. I don't remember him. Maybe he was like a bench coach or a hitter's no, he, coach. He, did, he never managed in the big leagues. He was a first baseman with the Red Sox and uh, Milwaukee, Kansas City, and the Yankees, believe it or not. And he was a good player. He was a big, stocky guy. Awesome first baseman. He won uh, eight gold gloves. Um, and the funny thing is, his name is George Scott, right? One of my favorite actors from the old days is George C. Scott from Patton and all that. Turns out that George Scott, the baseball player, his middle name is Charles. So he's also a George C. Scott, which no, I don't think anybody, anybody who knows who George Scott, the baseball player is, no way thinks that he has the same initials as George C. Scott, the guy who won the Academy Award for Patton. Anyway, this guy, the reason why it makes me laugh is because I always knew who he was, and he was one of those baseball cards. You know, I, I probably have four or five of these over the years, uh, which I lost all well, of them. I think this is uh, um, this is a natural transition into this form of a segment because there's been some some rumblings, or there has been a podcast in the past called "Do You Remember That Guy?" and it revolved right, around right. Yankees and Mets. I love the idea of opening it up and going completely all over well, baseball it, because and, it's a you know, face it, this is a national a nationwide show here. This is you know, well, this is on the national I, stage. We're, 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 yeah, the big stage here. So what I'll do for you next week, your your job is to think of a random guy uh, that I love this game, by the way, that. Yeah, you'll be great at it. like a random Look, guy. Now, I can't I gotta the remember first for me. Post, the first post in Chop Sports history. I think I said name a random baseball player from a team that's not yours that you grew up watching. It has to be random. And then I did. Another right, it's got to be something. Like, in other words, it could be like for you. You like don't Junior go with an obscure. Ivy. Yeah, exactly right. Don't go with an obscure Packer that no, I wouldn't know. It's got to be someone Spivey. that he played for the like, Diamondbacks. He was a good little shortstop. You know, made his way right. around the league a little bit. And then you got to fill us in a little bit about that player, a little bit. So, like, I'm going to talk about George Scott. His lifetime batting average was 268. He had 271 home runs. Big stocky guy at first. Uh, but the main reason why that uh, uh, 
that to me it's funny is because in 1979, he joined the Yankees the last second half of the season after Munson died. And in 1979, I was in my prime with a ball. So whenever the Yankees got a new player and you watch them on Channel 11, you immediately have to imitate his batting stance. I remember many times acting like George Scott at the in, in my driveway in Colonia, New Jersey. So that's, that's another reason why he means something to me. So that's it. So that's my random guy, uh, George Scott. And uh, next week you'll bring up a random player. We'll be more prepared. Or I'll make sure Dave knows if he's I, on. I, I just did one. Junior Spivey. There okay, you go. Well, there I can do, do that shit all day, Jimmy. If you give me like three minutes and a pen, I'll all give right, you a list well, of 50. That's 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 your job. I, you know, I'm going to put this one at the bottom of the stack. I got a pretty big stack here, so I know we could do this for a while. Some of the guys are really, some of them are maybe a little unknown, but I'm, I'm going to do a that. thing where there's going to be, I'm going to, I'm only going to say a guy that has an interesting nickname for the first 30 episodes, and I'm going to try and well, get you to guess the nickname. Once you get the player. Again, the bottom line is it's a playful way to start the show. And, of course, now that we've done that, and we're always going to do the Patreon number thing, and, of course, the streak has ended. Of course, Chris comes back on the show, and the streak dies at 24. Uh, Some say I hit the ball hard, all that four at-bats. But every week we were adding to the Patreon. Uh, But, of course, we die on the vine at number 24. Um and I'm thinking, my God, don't we have a Giambi, a Mark Collins, a Hank Bauer, who's number 25? Uh, I just said Hank Bauer on a current podcast. I don't even think the Bauer family knows who Hank Bauer is anymore. And I'm saying to myself, we died on the vine at 24. And uh, who knows, sometimes during the show, we add Patreon members. So unless until this, I guess you could say I got one more at bat. We're in the eighth inning of the game. I need like three runners to get on. And I'll get a ninth inning at bat to keep the streak alive. So my 24 Patreon members are as follows. Alex Stetsena, Ramsey's Finest. My sister, Mary Eileen. Big Mike George DeMosi from Colonia. My mom, my cousin Joey. Rob Pastor Kappa Sig from the 80s getting involved here. Also a huge Rutgers fan. James Kanowitz, my website guy. Can't get in touch with him. Jimmy Riccardi, nephew. John Henry Riccardi, nephew. Eric Palumbo getting married in November. Nephew, Michael Caprio, who's cornholelevel.com at Shea. Frank Palumbo, my brother, who's involved in many ways in my career. Daryl Clark from LSU. They, he had a shitty end to his whole world. Greg Casolino, Mike Shecky, Dolphin fan lawyer. Dave Ben went to school 16 years. Pat Volkmer, the worst poster on, uh, on your chop sports there, but I still laugh at all his posts. Martin Walsack, Michael Deej also known as Alphonse from Beer League. Janine Michaud, currently skiing in Keystone, Colorado. Of course, she's of absolute eyewear fame. Uh, my cousin, John Henry Palumbo. Greg Alperin, my partner in crime with Beer League 2. And, of course, my nephew, Bobby Johnson Palumbo, coming in at number 24. So there are no 25s yet. Maybe we'll get one during the show. I just don't know here at Shea. So I want to let people know couple of things here number one please go on instagram and sign up for this beer league two site also youtube beer league two i really need to we're going to start posting stuff now uh, uh you know to get the promotion ball rolling especially in the next six weeks the uh first episode will drop on march 30th which is opening day of baseball which ought to be fun and uh i'm going to be dropping some johnny trino stuff but we need people to follow on Beer League 2 on Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn and wherever the hell else you get your crap from. Uh, it's all going to be there. So uh, that's going to be a big promotion coming up now. So um, this is show number 100. I got to thank a lot of people. Uh, number one, thanks to Dave and Chris for being supportive over the first 100 weeks, I guess. Uh also to my family, especially my sister uh, and my mom and listening every week um, and my brother for giving me shit for making mistakes. When I screw up uh, a bad third baseman from the 80s, I screw up. He's, no one says a word except my brother. And it'll be six weeks later because he's six weeks behind on the shows. And he'll be like, how could you make that mistake? That's awful, awful job. He's up my ass about it, which is funny. He's in Israel right now on vacation. My sister, of course, is in Keystone, Colorado, skiing with some other members of my family. But I got to thank Ralph Macho and Artie Lang and Scott Farrell and 
Mark Wahlberg and Mark DiCarlo, Dominic Lombardozzi, of course, Nicole Payone, director coming on, Janine and Craig Michaud, Absolute Eyewear. They've been with me from the very beginning. ChasingMiracles.com. Donna and Tommy have always believed in me, even when I was a fledgling actor 30 years ago, however long that was. Mike Caprio, of course, my second second baseman uh, for CornholeLevel.com. And, uh, uh, you know, listen, it's been, I've had some cool guests, and we're still doing the show. I think the show is evolving, and hopefully um, – I'm getting a little better at it, uh, the technology. I know I look clearer now because I did something with my phone. Um, yeah, yeah. I, was I don't know say, if you know, there's a new thing, thing with, do you know the new thing with the phones now? Yeah, like every single time I've logged on to StreamYard or Restream for the past like six months, it says, do you want to just use your phone? And I'm always like, ah, get out of my face because I'm always in a rush. I'm going to click yes the next time because well, you have to right now sure I'm the dealing phones. with, I, I want to wipe down my camera so bad, but we're live, so I'm going to wait, but. Like it's all I see is like my thumbprint, but we'll, we'll, well, we'll... <laughs> uh, you're all right. You're all right. But still, I, that, I'm getting better at it, but I still got a ways to go uh, now. Uh, and I thank you guys for uh, this. It's been a nice little run here. And hopefully uh, things are going to evolve. Of course, I'm going to be, you know, doing some beer league two stuff. And I'm hoping that goes through the stratosphere and turns in this to maybe a place to all things beer league, maybe as well. I don't know. But we'll see. The public will decide um, as you get even blurrier, which is funny. I know. As I said that, I'm like, I I swear I didn't touch it. I feel like I'm in a bad episode of Barnaby Jones now from the 80s, and you're now getting blurrier. It's like the flashback. When did you meet Chris Gucci? Anyway, of course, if you're on the Apple podcast, you're going to what the hell is Jimmy talking about? Um, Anyway, that being said, now last week – we had a major fumble, but it wasn't my fault. Todd Frazier, I couldn't wait to talk to him about a bunch of cool stuff. Uh, Rutgers guy that he is. And unfortunately, he had just uh, tough internet issues, and I couldn't get around him. We did a prep before. It worked, but then it didn't once we went live. But I'm going to bring him back on probably right around the uh, beer league launch and opening day at Shea. Uh, and we'll have him come back on. I don't know how to make his internet better, but maybe he's got a better way of doing it. I'll probably have to ask his wife. His wife will know how to do it better or his kids. They'll know what to do. Uh, but I'm going to have uh, Todd back on and uh, that ought to be fun. So I apologize for that craziness. Me and Dave had fun with it. Listen, this isn't 60 minutes here. This isn't. Uh, I'm getting uh, text saying, dude, wipe down your camera, dude. There's people that are watching and saying, yeah, wipe your camera. You're right. I'm like, no, no, no. If I move too much, it's, I think it's a connection, connectivity issue. I don't want to jinx it, but I think we're having right, a Todd well, Frazier moment. Freeze and, well, listen, you've had We're having a Todd Frazier moment. That's what we call it, the Todd Frazier, when you freeze. Uh, but anyway, so um, that's it uh, in terms of that. Uh, so this show now, first of all, this show, of course, is always sponsored by Absolute Eyewear, 42 Main Street, Woodbridge, New Jersey, 732 326 Eyes, of course. Yes, 732-326-3937. Chris is obviously rusty. He doesn't know what he's doing back there. He's blurry and rusty here at Shea. You got to go see Craig and Johnine, Absolute Eyewear. They're the opticians. They sponsor a bunch of our shows here, including mine, Full Service Optical Prescription Eyewear. They got prescription sunglasses. They got stuff for the kids. They got a doctor on site. Um, of course, they have various products for sale, different glasses, your attention, please. All rise. Ray-Ban, Coach, Ralph Lauren, Jimmy Choo, Silhouette, Michael Kors, Vogue, Bowie Jim, Costa Del Mar, and Charles Oakley stops by in the store. Uh, they got all kinds of discounts. You say JP Sports, you get a little, uh, mention my show, you get a little $100 discount off a complete pair of glasses. And the best thing about them is, listen, Bottom line is, they're closed on Wednesdays. Why, Chris? That would be softball day on Wednesday. Uh, they're closed on Sundays. Why? That was football Sundays. Sometimes. That's right. This is Jim going alongside Dick Lynch. Football Giants are on the air on Sundays. And the best thing about that place is, Craig and Johnny are good people. And when you when you leave their store with the glasses, okay, you don't feel like a jerk-off. And I think that's the only way to shop. I know there's a lot of online things, but let me tell you something. When you go there, they size you, they fit you up, they make sure the glasses fit right. If you buy a pair, if you're looking at a pair of glasses that they think looks like shit, they're probably going to tell you. 
So they know what they're doing. They've been doing it a long time. They're not out to rape you with uh, prices. They have good prices. They have excellent quality stuff. You want to go high end? They got it. You want to go medium priced and you need a pair of glasses, get you going? They got that too. Right by the train station in downtown Woodbridge. So go check that out. Absolute eyewear getting involved here. So, all right. This is a big week for my Scarlet McKnight's. Number one, uh, they came off a big, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> coming off a big win off Michigan State, Michigan State at the Garden. Uh, uh, that game, oh, man, I just think the Rutgers fan base has got to slow down a little bit. Uh, that game, I watched, you know, I, I watched a lot of Rutgers basketball, and that game was a very tough-fought, sloppy-played, you know, uh, a neutral court, really, the Garden, even though there's a lot of Rutgers fans there, but they just missed so many shots. The, the skill level at, on offense is tough. Uh, but, <clears throat> listen, Mulcahy just lit it up at the end of the second half. He was the best player on the court. Who would have ever thought that? And they come through with a big win. Now they head into two away games. They're ranked number 24th in the country, and deservedly so. And uh, But they play at Indiana, who's coming off. They beat up Purdue the other night. And then they play at Illinois. These are two. They're, those three schools, Indiana, Illinois, and Rutgers, are even. They're all pretty good, but Rutgers got to go on a road. They're two and five on the road this year in Big Ten play. It's tough. Uh, and uh, I think they're going to, you know, it's going to be a, a struggle. Uh, Indiana's tough. Indiana's Indiana. Uh, we got Moat Mag is hurt. He'll be out for a little bit. So, uh, but it's a 630 game on Big Ten Network. And I think a lot of the, uh, it'll be one of those games where any of you fools that say, oh, Rutgers doesn't deserve to be in the Big Ten. Yeah. Well, why don't you find out what the ratings are going to be tomorrow for the Rutgers-Indiana game at 630 on the Big Ten Network? And they're going to go, oh, oh, I know why they're in the Big Ten now. Because when you see how many people watch that game tonight, it's going to be packed. Uh, it's funny that they could they could get a lot of people to watch a game, but they can't get a, a single fan to go to their football games. That's the problem. I think everybody well, when they make that when they make that point, they are not even talking about any other sport. Well, it's, listen, it's like the general public is only relating this to football. Well, that's, that's how college really, sports is. I mean, basketball. Everybody talks about how big like March Madness is and everything, but you know, it's it's comical how March Madness is like a, a drop in the ocean compared to what NFL. I mean, uh, NCAA football is. And if you notice now, there's college football on from Wednesday night until Saturday night at 1, 1 a.m. in the morning. Uh, but, yeah, listen, Rutgers, Rutgers football team has dropped the ball for sure. Um, I, I like the point, point is, it's like people don't realize how good Rutgers is. You know, you know what's sad? But the funny thing is they do well in the ratings on football, too, though, in the TV ratings. So that's why they're in the Big Ten. It was the best move they've ever made. They'd be lost if they weren't in the Big Ten. Um, but Rutgers basketball is hot right now. Peichel has done a great job. He's got a couple of recruits coming in that I never thought he'd get guys like that. So we'll see. The next two or three years are going to be fun for Rutgers hoops. Um, and, of course, the next year or two are critical for Rutgers football. We'll see what happens there. So, anyway, which brings us to there's no more NFL. So I don't have an NFL stinks list. But I decided just to go, like, generic, like, who stinks. And, of course, every week it'll be the Knicks will be on my uh, stinks list. I uh, watched a couple of Nick games, watched the Clipper game. Um, don't worry, Sam Grasso just chatted in. You're talking about Peichel. He, he's staying, bro. They just locked him in for many years, and his buyout is very high. So uh, he ain't going anywhere. Uh, so wait, based on what? The buyout or the lockup? Neither one matters when it comes down to it. Oh no! For, they, 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 that's why they just even added another year. Uh, like they can't, can't fire him, but if another if another school wants him, he's gonna go. Uh, no, I don't think he will. No, not, that's why they. You know that you do certain. Listen, it's a free world. You do what you want, but his buyout is very high. So very if high. Indiana if Indiana wanted to pay him, he'd go. Yeah, you, you have to write a check for fifteen million, and then you got to sign him. So a lot of alum that it's too it's high, man. It's high. And for what? Why would you want to go to Indiana? That's a lateral move. Sorry. Just I mean, is. I mean, hate to say it, but it's true. I've seen a Come lot on. of guys leave programs for what you would Not, consider a lateral move because it's a it's a new job. Well, listen, 
as the years go by, five, six, seven years. Bigger like resources that. and more recruiting, you know, bigger recruiting. It's not there. None of that's there, though. The, Where? Being Nowhere? in the Big Ten? In the Big Ten? No, it's not there. Resources are there. Uh, uh, Sam Grosso is saying, what if Texas comes calling? Uh, he will get, it's not, not going to happen. Buyouts heavy. Won't happen. I, I think that you're, well, you're, you're miss, you're nope. miss. I would have said that. that. I would have said that three years ago. Not now. Go do a little research. Rutgers I have done a little research on right. like the buyouts and things like that. Like that's like Fox protection on thinking that you could keep a coach or locking them up. Even you were the one who pointed it out to me with Penn state and Franklin actually. And I, maybe it's a little bit different. Like they could lock up a coach all they want, but if the coach decides he wants to go and someone else has more money, they're going to uh, go. Well, th listen, there's always that. But if a school sometimes is vulnerable, depending on how the contract's set up. And in this case, Rutgers did a pretty good job of making sure that in order for him to go to another school, and the only school he'd really go to, would go to, there's two schools he would ever go to. UConn, where he played, and Notre Dame. UConn don't have the resources, and, uh, and Notre Dame does. But that's why the buyout is so incredibly heavy, uh, and why would he leave? He's, in other words, it, it, like Izzo never left. That, that's what they set up. Anyway, anybody can leave. I understand that. But Rutgers has done a nice job of uh, locking him up as best they can in the world where coaches you know, bail. The buyout's pretty heavy. Now, I think Franklin is a different scenario with the buyout. It was a little odd there what they did. Anyway, so listen, bottom line is this. Cornholelevel.com. Now, Chris, you know what a cornhole leveler is, don't you? You go to a barbecue and you go in the backyard, Chris, and you drink. I use one every Friday night. And you look at these terrible cornhole boards that are in bars now, and you see a cricket board, a crooked one that's not accurate, and you just keep in your pocket a cornhole leveler, and you hook it on that circle, and you level the board. You Chicks will be like, did you see what that guy just did? Did you see what he did? He actually made the board level. That guy's name is Chris Gucci. You see that? How cool is he? And for 19.95, you can get your cornhole levelers if you go to cornholelevel.com, 20% off if you say JP Sports and you will get a cornhole level. My friend Mike Caprio's thing, these things are awesome. Go check it out. You do not want to be without, especially heading into this summer. Even if you again, you know right away, I only need 25 minutes. I upped it from 20 minutes to 25 minutes. I figured out if I just play cornhole for 25 minutes, I'm in the top 100. If I play for like three weekends in a row, I'll be on ESPN wearing a tacky shirt sponsored. Uh, pickleball, cornhole level, easiest games in the world. But go to cornholelevel.com and get your cornhole levelers. It's awesome. Now, part of my stinks list, of course, I got to say the Knicks. Uh, I watched the Knicks games a little bit. They lost a tough one uh, to L.A. They came all the way back, the Clippers. Guy hits a three at the buzzer to tie it. Oh, it was like a dagger. And then the Knicks shit the bed in overtime. Uh, so the Knicks are a seventh seed. They're like two games back from being the fifth seed, and but they're two games up on being out of the playoffs. Uh, so I, I don't know what the Knicks are going to do. I, I, they're just what a you know what they're the seventh seed, and that's exactly where they should be. I don't think they're better than the seventh seed. I. I think they deserve maybe to make the playoffs. But I think just, the Knicks just... right now, if they're able to stay healthy, they'll make the playoffs. But they they still haven't had their like tragic three week uh, with their star player. Yeah, where, I, I, you know, yeah, like they're I, they're I, bound to run into a little bit of hard luck soon. Randall twist his knee or or, or yeah, like uh, then it's over. So, yeah. Then it's over. It's over. Yeah, there's no question. They don't have that. Uh, they don't. And uh, I'm starting to get on Thibodeau's coaching. The way he uses players, the guys don't play for weeks on end. I, not even two minutes. Uh, 48 chopped in 17 the other night. He got him playing three weeks. I mean, like, he, they're paying this guy $30 million a year. And he doesn't play at all. Like, you tell me, like, an NBA bench, a guy like 48 can't come in and give you eight minutes somewhere? I mean, Obi Toppin stinks. Anyway, the yeah, other stinks guy is, is, to me, Kyrie Irving. Uh, I don't want to get into how good of a player he is. I don't care. This storyline, I'm so glad, is gone. Uh, he's Dallas's problem, soon to be maybe L.A.'s problem. Uh, I'm so glad I don't have to read. I'm not even a Net fan. I'm a Nick fan. I don't. Ha I just don't want to read about this guy anymore. Uh, I, I don't want to say he's the most overrated player ever because he's a good ball player. But, I, you know, you just get – I'm over him. Like, I don't want to read. Now that he's in Dallas, I'll only read, like, articles like – 
on ESPN.com on it. Won't be in the paper. Nothing local anymore. The whole Kyrie Irving thing is gone from my life. And uh, I uh, completely love that. Shout out to Jeff Cantor. Hello, Jeffrey. Saying, holy shit, it's Jimmy on the text thing here. On the chat boards. Uh, the other thing is, yeah. I got to tell you, is uh, the third. I know. What's your thoughts on Kyrie? I know I you think, think he's a good player. I, I think Kyrie's great basketball player. You know, I'm I'm usually on the side of wherever the public is with Kyrie. I'm on the opposite side, and I've been back and forth because I think the media definitely gives him a hard time for a lot of reasons that are not his fault. But then I also think he says some really stupid things at the perfect time as to where he allows him to pile it on. And then you factor in the fact that, like, you know, his team is, like, worse with him on the court than they are without yeah, him like, on the court. Like, uh, and his postseason uh, record is terrible outside of the one series right. with LeBron. Well, hang on. You know, so, like, there's a lot. I Kyrie like Kyrie. Irving. Okay, Kyrie Irving won. How many championships in ways. did he won? How many championships did he won? Okay. And, one. And who did he play with when he won that championship? Um, it was with the Cavs and they beat the Golden State Warriors. They were down 3-1. It was an amazing – he had he he had a lot of – Look, he had a lot to do with that win. Okay, like, there's who, no doubt. Who was on? Who was on the Cavaliers as well? LeBron. Okay, and isn't LeBron the all-time leading scorer? And well, look, with I, I agree. But here's the thing: the this guy, that, he's not Batman. He's Robin. I don't well, care. What are we talking is. about here? And like, and I'm you know what? About, though, like, listen, when people when he doesn't people make his teams LeBron, better. People will bash LeBron. The, and they'll say, oh, he had Kyrie. And then they bash Kyrie. They'll say he had LeBron. Yeah, it's like, yeah. LeBron's, no, LeBron's no. an awesome player. He's great. Don't you wish He's... Ewing had Robin? Oh, well, listen. If, if Ewing had Kyrie Irving, Knicks would have won, I think, nine in a row. I have no doubt about that. So that's but my that, point. That, I'm not saying Robin's not important, but I don't want to read about Robin every day. So, Robin, take your little mini skirt there and go to Dallas and go deal with that jerk off shark and tank is, piece and shit. Is where, and then, and then I'm out. Not enough with him. But my I, problem I, is, I, I'm is not like, talking about his he, he, dude. And he, here's why, though. Here's why I start to feel like I start to be pro Kyrie. It's because you said, you know, I'm tired of reading about him. Rob, and it's like, well, the media, like he's just doing what he no, feels but it has like. Nothing doing. to do with his basketball play. I'll read about him scoring 35 points. I'm so tired of him reading it. But this is, and this is why when you're like, why don't you read the paper? And I'm like, because I don't want to read what they're writing. Well, it's even on the news. It's on I, It's on the Food Network. The guy's making a souffle, and he's like, oh, check out this pepper and onion salad. We're oh, by the way, did you see Kyrie that Irving? Is that I would watch. That I would watch. There you go. See that? Anyway, the last thing that stinks on this delayed stinks list show here, uh, maybe I stink. Well, first of all. By the way, I oh I'm always on this. I'm always on the stinks list. I don't publicly say that. But my friends and family know that Jimmy stinks as well. So I have the Knicks stink. You know what? Stinks. Being sick stinks. Now, Chris, you were, you were I don't know where the hell you were last week, but I did the show uh, with Todd Frazier, and I picked up my daughter from school, and I got her over to her dance. All of a sudden, I started to feel like shit, and I said, uh-oh. It was I kind of feel like shit, like COVID feel like shit. I said, oh, no way, no way. I did the COVID test. I went in, I bartend on Tuesday nights. Got to come down to the Mason Jar in downtown Mawa. Celebrity bartending night. Uh, and dude, all of a sudden I started like, uh-oh. I got home at like midnight, dragging ass. Dude, I was out for the count. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Starting to bounce back a little bit Sunday. Still not 100%. I, I went to the doctor. I got no COVID. I've been tested out the wazoo. Swabs up my nose, up my ass. I got no flu, no COVID. But I tell you. I don't get sick. Like I'm 57 years old. I've never been sick for five or six days. I had COVID. I was sick for 36 hours. I, uh, of course my buddy, Jeff Cantor's got COVID. Um, and he's making, uh, remarks on here that are inappropriate, but that's okay. I love you anyway, Jeff. Um, but uh, you know, dude, being sick stinks. I was like, I, I couldn't move. I stayed in bed. And you know, when you live alone, and you just, I was just, I batting down the hatches. I was like, then you, you get tired of being in bed. Awful. I used to hear about people being sick for five or six days. I'd be like, well, a bunch of pussies. How can you be sick that long? And then all of a sudden the slider. I've been sick for like 14 years straight. Yeah. Well, you, that's true. Well, you, but you look good though. See when I, when I'm sick, I look like shit. You always look good. You look like oh, a thanks, young buddy. fella. I feel like, uh, um, but you, you know, listen, yeah, you do my up. show once a month now. I, uh, such, it was a time when the Jimmy Palumbo show was a pillar. I was like Bill Cartwright. 
on the Bulls at one point at Chop Sports. Now it's just me. How many? I'm a how figure many shows, at the end of the bench. How many shows do you think I do a week for Chop Sports now? I don't. Doesn't matter to me. It doesn't affect this me. one. One. I don't even one. do the. We don't even do the daily anymore. That's on Mojo, and like we don't even have. I don't even have a show. I don't even have a show on my own network anymore. Right. That's it. You don't even. So you don't even. You, so you you do podcasts. So I like this new strategy. You do podcasts without doing a podcast. That's a great way to go. Yeah. Yeah. I think like, I'm gonna do that. It's, it's like, like it's, um, it's like Dr. Dre wasn't really that good of a rapper, but you know he's been in the rap game for a long time. There you go. Somehow. All right. Well, I'm gonna start calling you Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre Gucci. All right, so I, I dragged out this stinks thing, but there's a lot of things that stink in this world. Uh, anyway, another problem I'm having, uh, this, of the last three weeks, I really haven't discussed it. It's a personal issue. Everybody knows I play pickleball, right? And I, it's another easy game. You know what, dude? I might be wrong about this pickleball thing. I stink now in pickleball. I was playing three or four times a week, especially in the fall and the summer. I haven't really played that much in the last, I played a little bit indoors now. And I... I just assume that I could easily just hop on the court and be be fine. Well, the whole world is getting better at pickleball, and I'm not, dude. I I'm like, when I tell you, I'm I feel like the kid who scores 35 in high school, and then goes, excuse me, then goes on and, uh, into college basketball, and it's like I I stink now in pickleball. I got beat the other night Sunday. I played a little bit. I'm getting beat by people that like. I think stink and I'm like this guy's killing me I'm way better than this guy I don't know if I'm getting older I just the last three or four weeks pickleball man if, if I would not be in the top 25 at all I, I would I would be like not even also receiving votes you're not gonna you make know, the I tournament just, I don't think I'm gonna make the <laughs> unless I go on a on a on a run of beating like North Carolina Duke Purdue at Texas at Notre Dame and you're at gonna the take rack. like top you're gonna take like top eight in the NIT yeah, that's it. I, I could get bounced in the NIT of pickleball. Uh, and for years, I've, I've been telling everybody how easy it is. and I'm good at it. And I think now I stink. And, you know, I, I, and everybody's got better. What the hell's going on here? But hopefully, like I said, I've been losing weight. I did not announce my weight yet. I won't on the show until we get a little closer to my show coming up on Avenel, which I'm going to talk about in a minute. Uh, but, yeah, I have a pickleball problem. I stink, bro. Uh, the other thing is I want to talk about the Grammys. Now you're a youngster. I, you know what the Grammys do? The Grammys to me are a way to judge how old you are. Because when I watched the Grammys for about 15 minutes, I watched, I realized that I am my father. I, I, I don't know the acts. I don't know the songs. I don't know the bands. I don't know the producers. I don't know the, the people giving out the awards. I'm I don't proud, even understand. I'm proud. I'm proud to say that throughout my 40 years combined, I've maybe watched about one hour combined of every award show you could. Right. Oscars, well, Grammys. Not, I've never watched them. All right. ever. Well, listen, I couldn't I, do it. I, if I you am. I am in showbiz, so I always sometimes give a little wink to some of these award shows. But the Grammys, to me, is the one that is like, wow. Like, I don't know. The, the presenters, I'm like, I don't know who this guy is. And then I think someone stinks, and you find out, coming, now giving an award with 39 Grammys. I'm like, what was this guy, Bing Crosby? All of a sudden, you got to be joking me. Uh, well, 39 Grammys? I don't even know who that is. And he's wearing some gold sequin suit? Who are these people? I, I I realized that I'm 57. It's, you know, I know who Beyonce is. I didn't realize she's like the all-time Grammy queen now. Uh, it just, it's a way to age you. I, if anybody feels, if you want to feel old, I think therapists nationwide should do this. You should say, listen, if you're feeling old, here's what we're going to do. I'm make you watch the Grammys. And then we're going to have a session on Monday. And let me know how you feel. And you'll know right away if you feel, if you're youthful, you'll know the awards. And I love music. I listen to music all the time. I just listen to older music, the stuff that's and live shows and stuff that I like, of course. But my God, the Grammys have passed me by and there ain't a damn thing I could do about it. Um, and I don't want to get into the different outfits. It's like, who cares? Uh, chicks look hot, though. Anyway, so this brings us to another fine sponsor here, Shay. ChasingMiracles.com. That's right. Hydration water packs. Give Donna and Tommy a call. ChasingMiracles.com. You got to check these things out. These, they're the best drink for hydration. It brings water to life, gives you minerals, 
uh, uh, all kinds of uh, trace minerals into your water. They're a little package. You drop them in your water bottle, shake it around, drink it. It's awesome for you. Experts agree. Check it out. It's something I use them all the time. I know Chris and his girlfriend have dabbled in it, uh, and they like them. You can also use the sand and put it in soil and your indoor plants and all that good stuff. And I see pictures of your lovely girlfriend online, and she looks great. So <coughs> that alone. She has this glow about her now ever since she started using the Chasing Miracles. And, bro, honestly, I haven't even put it in my little – you know, I had a little indoor weed plant growing, um, you know, perfectly legal now, of course, a little indoor weed plant growing. And I use that to fertilize it. So I'm really like full circling this. I'm going to chasing miracles.com. Yes, indeed. Even Chris agrees on that. So please go check that out. Um, now another cool thing, I don't know if fans out there at Shea, um, is, uh, uh, I have a friend. Well, he's he's in a band. Uh, his name is John Eddie. He was a. Uh, he's, he, I became friends with him over the years. We had a showbiz connection. I used to go see him, and he's got a new show coming out on Netflix called Agent Elvis, which is about you know there was always rumors that Elvis was part of the CAA and that's why he met with Nixon and trying to find out uh, different things. You know, it's it's always been this crazy rumor, and so he wrote an animated show. Yeah, he was on tour with. Uh, the late uh, daughter of Elvis uh, years ago. And he pitched his show and it's finally coming on the air this year. And uh, I got to give a shout out to John Eddie. You got to listen. This is for the elder people. Uh, this guy, this guy's music is just awesome. Uh, Matthew McConaughey is doing the, the voice of Elvis. It's going to be a wacky show. Uh, and uh, you just root for a guy like John Eddie. He come in, came in like kind of after Bruce on CBS records Tried to make him a pop star. didn't work out. But his albums, uh, he's got three albums. One is called Who the Hell is John Eddie? Uh, one called Same Old Brand New Me. And one called Happily Never After. His music is just awesome. It's it's uh, His lyrics are witty. His band is fantastic. Country rock kind of flavor. Um, I, think, I, I think it should be way more popular than it is. And uh, he's back going on tour now this year a little bit more after taking time off with COVID and working on this show which is really cool. Uh, and it's just something, you know, you root for a guy like this. And how I met him is always wacky to me. So I'm in LA. I'm in the middle of West Hollywood. Okay. My buddy Anthony, who produced Beer Leagues, living over there. And we walk by this bar and we're right where his house was. And it was like a Saturday afternoon at like two o'clock. And I hear like, major Springsteen coming out of the, out of the place. I'm like, who the hell's got a band at two o'clock in the afternoon and it's playing old Bruce. So we parked the car, we go over there and the B street uh, band is in there. The plan that plays on the Jersey shore Springsteen cover band. And I'm like, everyone in the bar, everyone was from New Jersey. I was like, Oh my God, there was chicks all over the place. I was like, ah, oh. I started drinking right away. I was like, this is, I'm a, I'm not even a big Springsteen fan, but I'm like, I am home. This is like being at like Leggett's or DJ's or, or, you know, one of the, at the bar a, you know? So they, they did like four songs. They ended with like a born to run or whatever the hell's going on. Peace place is going nuts. And all of a sudden they go, you know, ladies and gentlemen, don't wait. Don't forget coming up is John Eddie. And I looked at this girl next to me who was hot. And I go, I literally, I said, hey, who the hell's John Eddie? which is the name of his album, by the way. And she's like, you don't know who John Eddie is? I'm like, no. I said, I think I heard his name on the Jersey Shore, uh, you know, uh, bands I used to play out, blah, blah, blah. He goes, oh, you got to watch him. You got to watch him. So he comes on, this guy with a guitar and his little band, and he starts playing. And I'm like, this guy's talking to me. His lyrics <coughs> are like talking about being a little older and looking back. And I, it's just great stuff. And I was like, oh, my God. Of course, I was half in a bag at this point. I bought like seven of his CDs. I stumble out of there. It's, it's only like six o'clock. I walk back to my buddy's house. I got CDs in my pocket. I got them all over the place. And I just became a huge fan when I got back to Jersey. I went to go see him every time I could. Uh, and then backstage, we would chat um, uh, about showbiz and stuff. And he would tell me all the stuff he's got going on. So if you ever want to listen to John Eddie, I believe his stuff's available probably on iTunes and all that stuff. He wrote for Kid Rock. Uh, and stuff like that. So go check out John Eddie. His stuff is badass. The other thing is um, 
Beer League 2. Uh, here's the situation with Beer League 2. Uh, we are coming out March 30th. We The rough edits are pretty much done on the first five or six episodes. Uh, the first episode is close to being really there. Maybe it's 80% there. I have not seen a cut of it yet. I will be doing that this week for sure. Um, we're excited about it. Uh, please go to Beer League 2 sites on Instagram. Google it. Find out about it. Uh, you know, I've been getting some backlash online. I guess I got to address this. I don't really know how to address it properly. Maybe you can help me with it, Christopher. Being uh, you're being so quiet there. I, I, uh, people, uh, you know, when we post stuff, when you when you start getting into that Howard Stern fan base, okay, mm. now, I'm aware of this. My partners maybe not so much. You know, the Howard Stern fan base is the great arena. It is the NFL of fan bases. And when you get into that arena, things can be incredibly helpful. You will get a lot of clicks, a lot of noise. However, you will get a lot of backlash. And one of them always has been is what is Artie's involvement in this? Um, and and I, I've been trying to tell people, look, you know, uh, we did we did a go around of these uh, these things. And right now, listen, Artie's not in these go rounds, but his character is. And Ralph Macho is not in these go-rounds, but his character is. And every other character is involved. Every character, if you're a fan of the movie Beer League, you will, as an introductory comeback of, for Beer League 2, you will, you will, each plot, even plot points, characters' names, things are, are mentioned um, with these guys who are now 16 years older. Of course, Johnny Trino is in it. And my wife, who is uh, Maddie Corman, she's in it. Marilyn is in it. Maganelli's in it. Alphonse, the Guido with the Guido glove is in it. The bartenders are in it. The bartenders from the old game day, they're in it. Uh, Joe Latrulio, who played Dave, he's in it with a major plot point there. Uh, Ralph Macho's wife, Maz, uh, his wife is in it. Uh, Elizabeth Regan plays the character, and she's fantastic. So we have, and even Jerry Minor. Uh, is in it as well, played the outfield for us in the movie. So I, my only thing I'm going to ask people is uh, that you, uh, Billy Wolfson checking in here on the chat. Uh, appreciate that. Uh, I really do. What's up, Billy? Old Capasig buddy of mine. Uh, and my buddy Roger Mayer coming in on the chat room here, uh, American Airlines finest pilot. Uh, the uh, uh, The bottom line is, Anybody who's like, oh, without Artie, this is going to suck. All I'm asking, and it's really just like whenever a team loses their star player and I'm a coach, it's like, hey, guys, you know what? Watch us play a little bit. All I ask is to watch us play. Watch the games a little bit. If you don't like what we're doing, fine. Bail on it. You can tell me to go fuck myself. That's fine. I've been there. Uh, but I ask you to give it a shot. Uh, I've been trying to... Uh, address people online by saying, hey, man, just give it a shot. If it's not what you like. If it's not what you think it is. Because in my world, when all said and done, I believe that Ralph and Artie and Cara Buono from Stranger Things will all be involved in this. Uh, that's the goal. That's what we're shooting for. Uh, I couldn't wait around for Ralph Macchio and, and Artie Lang to do this. I've always thought there was room for Beer League 2 even when we started pitching the anima animated <clears throat> animation Look, this show. Is, this could be the thing that spawns them getting back involved. You know, it's like, oh, I That's don't know. I don't know. Like, show me something. And then if you show me something, then I'll clearly get involved. Because, you know, in Ralph Macchio's case, it's not like he doesn't have some other options. Clearly, oh, the sure. guy's on one of the best shows on TV right now with, with um, the whole Karate Kid thing. What is it? The Cobra Kai and then Artie, everybody knows. Everybody that knows about Artie knows that Artie's situation is what it is. And if he was ready to come back, then he would have. And this might be the thing that spawns it. So you never know. You know, you can't. And, and you we're can't working be on expected to rest on your laurels in in. No, lieu and of listen. That. Everybody knows I love the character I played in that Johnny Trino in the Bat in Seven Hundred Six. I sell T-shirts. I'd say it's it's a funny joke. Uh, as a matter of fact, I don't even know if you know this. I put all old videos onto DVDs of just of my family stuff, everything. Uh, and I just shoved them on. I have to figure out a way to burn them now so you can stream different shit. But most comical thing is, literally, I must have about 25 at-bats of me playing softball. 
25 at-bats on video over the years. And Chris, I kid you not. I either double, single, or triple in every – there's no no recorded outs. It's like – and I knew – and that's what a pain in the ass punching Judy hitter I was. I just discovered one the other day. I was looking up a, an old video that I did with my buddy Greg Casolino and Mike Ruane called uh, Right on Time. And right before it where I slapped this rock video we did for, you know, we thought it was going to be on MTV, but we couldn't get it on. Uh, there's a, just a random softball at bat of us at the field. And all of a sudden I take a pitch and, I, and I'm like, you know what? I just I, Maybe I make out here, slap a base hit and just say, over the second baseman said, you know, right away it's a base hit. And I laughed. I'm like, you know, so I love all that, you know, bat at 706, the tough at with this awful swing I had. Uh, I made second baseman look sick over the years. So I think my character's funny. I also think, and this is something I really want to do. Uh, look at Sam Grasso punching Judy hitter. Yeah, I know. I hope you didn't play second base. I made you look like a fool. Um, the, uh, I was a pain in the ass, Sam. You know that. Uh, but the, uh, I think there's room with this beer league thing. Yes, it's going to be a joke. with A lot of jo- jokes and ball breaking. But I also think there's something to be said. And maybe this, not that it lends in a pickleball or when you get older, but like a lot of guys, you know, we can't do what we used to do physically, but we still want to get together on a Wednesday night and for two hours act like we're 18. Now, whether that means on the field, throwing the ball around again, even though we can't, we can't run anymore. We don't have the power anymore. We don't have the eyesight anymore. The range, all that is gone. But all we want to do is go down to ball field, put our sweats on, run around a little bit, throw the ball around, and and maybe even compete every now and then with the younger guys. And, and be sore for like a, four or five days. And do yeah, it again. be sore. Do, you know. add, two Advil before, two after. And sit in the parking lot of Woodbridge Township and have a couple of beers with your buddies who are working hard. Kids, nobody has time to do shit anymore. And that's all we really want to do. And I think there's, you know, there's a lot of people that are older now. We're not dead. We just can't do what we used to do, you know. And I think I want to. We're going to be tapping so, into soft, those themes. Softball season for me is like on a Wednesday night, and it's like it might rain. I'm like, well, I kind of hope it rains, because right. like, you know. But then when the game is there, when you yeah, it's a whole thing. It's like a to do. It's like That's, I got to go this, I got to do that. And then when you course. get there, it's like, oh, I'm glad. This is why I do this shit. That's, and, you know, listen, someone gets thrown at, you know, the ball breaking, someone gets thrown out of third or someone pops up for the third time. It's just, you know, when you walk back to the bench, like if you pop up three times in a picture, you know, when you walk back to the bench, if I'm sitting there, like you're not getting away with it. I also like, know you know, that like my, I'm like going to be like annoyed throughout the week because of it. Right. Like, you know, like I have a chance that I'm going to be like slightly bothered about for no reason out of nowhere, because I'm thinking about my meaningless third inning softball at bat with like right. a girl Listen, on first I, base that I couldn't even run past anyway. I played last year and uh, the first three games, I was like, Hey, wait a minute, Jim, you gotta like, you gotta warm up a little bit. Like I, I was playing right field, you know, a couple of fly balls. I made one great catch, but a couple of balls bounced in front of me. I'm like, that should have never. And then I realized, Jimmy, you don't have it anymore to rush in like Dave Winfield and scoop up a ball, catch the ball, throw it in, keep the guy off second kind of deal. Uh, but I started to get a little disgusted with myself, and I said, all right. So I finished the season playing much better defensively. But listen, batting, you know, you, you, you swing, it's, it's, all, it's, all, it's all a mess. Uh, but uh, we're not dead, and we can still smack the swing the ball around a little bit. It's fun. It gives you two hours. You go to the bar afterwards and you get to see your friends and find out what they're doing, who's happy, who's sad, who's who's getting divorced, who who's kicking ass, who's busy, whose kids are doing well in high school or college, or you know, it's it's uh, it's a rite of passion. You know, men like to gather once a week and smoke cigars, drink beer, and eat pizza and talk shit about their wives and uh, girlfriends and 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 not. You know, just be get two hours of freedom, you know, where you can act like a jerk off for for act like you're 19 again. And then you go back home to your lives and you you got to, you know, there's there's responsibilities. And so we're going to tap into a lot of that, um, those themes. And uh, right. What am I saying? Right. A passion. I, I, I meant was going to say them, but I figured I'd let it go. Uh, so funny. I made that mistake. Thank you, Jeffrey Paul Cantor, actor. Um, I actually thought I was saying passage, I guess, uh, with my groggly voice here. Um, I was not, so I apologize. Rite of passage, 
rite of passage. You're correct. Uh, that's the Rutgers education coming out there with me and probably my uh, grammar cop, Jeffrey Paul Cantor. Good. Jeff, of course, uh, we have a role for Jeff Cantor. I can't say what it is as we move forward. Beer League 2, Jeff Cantor will be in more Beer League 2 stuff. Uh, Jeff, of course, went to Amherst. And uh, anyway, so uh, now a couple of things. I had a big audition this week uh, for The Equalizer. Uh, love the book that show with the Queen Latifah. Uh, had a nice audition. Uh, submitted it on uh, Sunday night. Love to get that call. Desperate for that because I want to uh, book more work than Jeff Cantor does. That's my goal now in life. Uh, I've been watching shows, some shows on Netflix. Uh, I got a show. Uh, I don't know. Maybe your girlfriend will like it. It's it's uh, it's called Women at War. Have you seen it on Netflix? Like uh, even in the in the past, no, my about, that doesn't my algorithm doesn't have that. I have like okay, yeah. Well, listen, it's it's a pretty popular show on Netflix now. It's a, it's about World War One, and the atrocities that went on there, and these about these four women who had to go through tons of shit. Nineteen eighteen, in France. Uh, See, like very, that's a show that I definitely will watch. She definitely, uh, will. I'll I'll watch it's, that. Uh, war, it's I love very, war. Uh, yes, it's World War One too, and I, I you know. Those of you scoring at home know that I have a, you know, my grandfather was a war hero in World War One, and it's was I've been learning more and more about war. What a brutal, brutal war! Some of the mustard gas scenes they show here. Um, I don't know if you saw All Quiet on the Western Front. Have you seen that one yet, bro? It's funny that you just asked me that because I did start it and I started at like one thirty, and I knew I started it thinking to myself like, oh, this is. I remember Jimmy said to watch this. Jeez, I put it on, intense. bro. First of all. From what I did see of it, it it was like filmed like a horror movie. It was it's like unbelievable, unreal. How what those young, what those young soldiers were going. Yeah, I gotta fighting. watch that. I gotta watch it's that. One hundred percent. I'm glad you mentioned it because and they really they, have to circle back to that. You know, France and and Germany really thought the war was only going to be like, you know, a month, two months, and it was four years. And, and like the first month, I think three hundred thousand people died. Like, what a, a brutal war. Um, things like the, the Gatling gun, those kind of guns were used and mustard gas and hand-to-hand -hand combat and getting stabbed in the throat. And, oh, my God. And uh, uh, this Women at War show shows what it was like to be at the hospital. Forget about any kind of uh, anesthesia. It was um, uh, uh, chloroform. And you got, like, nobody a wood, washed their hands. Wood stick and, to bite on. Yeah. Uh, and blood all over the place and just doctors to you know they say wars make uh, medicine better because doctors learn oh if you you could sew up uh, an aorta by doing this and they use it in real life afterwards i mean bodies all over the place uh but brutal gruesome but they have a little soap opera plot you know mixed in with it what these four women had to go through while their husbands were out uh, fighting and some of them uh, definitely didn't come back pretty cool show the other show that is awesome, Last of Us. Have you seen this on HBO at all? Um, I didn't. And the reason why I didn't see it is because I think that there's a little bit, admittedly, on my part, some confusion here. And maybe I'm right. Maybe I was right all along, and I'm about to find out right now. But is this an extension of the show This Is Us? Not at all. Then I'll watch it. Because I thought it was, so I was like, I don't care. No, no, I didn't no, watch no, any no. of that. So I thought Dude, The Last of Us... Did you understand the correlation show, that I made? Uh, I get it. Own? I understand. I understand. I thought it was I just like a remake said, of a show that they did. They're like bringing it back for the fans of that show. I almost, the last I almost called us. it. I almost called it. Uh, this is us. Uh, just now, uh, in my right of passion, uh, you know, by mis mispronouncing it. This show, the best thing about this show, first of all, I got to say this again, and uh, Jeff Cantor is going to hate me for this. Uh, the best acting in the world right now is kids that are under 21 this girl on the show and the kid the guy that the guy that plays the lead in that show he, oh. he's in game of thrones he's in he, Listen, i really haven't pedro, seen him in anything bad pedro pascal yeah badass. he's on point uh that dude's on point. he's like a he's like a combination of a liam neeson with a little charles bronson uh but the kids the young kids that act today oh my god cannot guard them that's how good they are but this show i think you'll like about this chris is, you know, if a major tragedy hits the earth, pandemic, really what it is, but instead of a virus, it's uh, it's like molds and stuff, which you can't fight. 
and if people die and it affects their brains, it makes it all this little sci-fi stuff based on the video game, which I don't play video games. So I don't care about the video game, but you know, there's pockets of people that live and like everybody thinks like, Oh, I'd be moral. Yeah. Okay. But if you need food, I've already crossed this bridge you, in my own you, head. You would be, I, you would be an animal. You would, you animal. Would, you would kill me and take my 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 premium uh, uh, Reese's peanut butter cups. Uh, might you know, have, that's it, just what like, happens. Yeah, you gotta you gotta. It's, it's a lot of that. People act very strange, uh, uh, but it's also very. What what would you do? There, you know, it's very thought provoking. Number one, you can see how it could totally happen, and the pandemic proved that. that First of all, you happen. see you see how people get on like Black Friday over a TV. Yeah. Let's talk so, about real. Let's talk about real survival now. There's no doubt about it, and uh, this show really taps into that, uh, and it's very intense. Uh, and <clears throat> it came at a good time for me because uh, there's no uh, Yellowstone and Tulsa Kings, and all these shows are uh, taking a break. So uh, <clears throat> I enjoy the show. I, I suggest you watch it. But again, I got to tell you something though. You can't just watch one episode. It's one of those shows. You got to, these shows are designed for, you got to give it time. You, you got to watch. I'm, all, I'm all about that. I mean, I'm not, uh, here's the way I watch shows. I'll, I'll sit down, I'll watch four in a day and then I won't watch it for a week or two. And then I'll watch four. It's like, I get, right, I get right, like, right. I set myself up for like a full date and do nothing once in a while because I'm going right. to die. This is, this is one of those shows. The, 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 the women at war show and, and this show are, are very different. Uh, but the uh uh it's 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 just a thought thought provoking show and the kid's great in it from game of thrones and so is the other guy and uh i have no idea where the show's going i think they're going to do two episodes uh, two seasons already got renewed and i think they say it may end after two seasons so we shall see I love when they anyway i didn't have a guest today but i got to make sure i mentioned lisa rowane therapy certified therapist 201 725-1251. Lisa Ruane, give her a call. If you're 18 and over, you're struggling with something. She's a great therapist, good friend of mine. A lot of people in this world are struggling. Uh, go talk to her. She'll she'll uh, talk you through things. And uh, I think a lot of people need that in their lives. She does Zoom and in person. So go check it out. Lisa Ruane, 201-725-1251. And also, if you feel like watching the Super Bowl, Pine Tar Bar and Grill in Fork and River, 609-489-4286. Go check out my buddy Tommy's bar. It's a great place to go see a bar. And I didn't have a guest this week. Hoping to have a good one next week. I got screwed up on timing of another one. And uh, shout out to Mark Resnick, another uh, Rutgers guy there. Uh, Chris, thanks for doing the show. We're going to end it early. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to go over the hour mark as I did the last couple. Uh, and uh, I'm still feeling under the weather. And don't forget next week, uh, come up with a guy uh, on my baseball card list but it doesn't it's, be baseball it could be any sport it doesn't matter yeah, good, good. someone right. that you think someone would remember it could be someone when you were 10 years old it doesn't have to be a current guy it could be a current guy though uh and just uh you know come up with it hopefully uh i got a lot of I 90s, got one. 90s baseball 2000s baseball right. 2000s just, football just research them a little bit so we can learn about the guy and I, I was shocked at how decent george scott was so anyway all right kids thanks for listening i love you thanks to all my patreon uh, hopefully we'll get up to 25 Patreon. Get I get involved here from the, oh, I gotta talk about uh uh the show in Avenel, March 10th and 11th. Tickets are starting to sell now. I think we sold about 40 each night so far. It holds 200. Tickets are moving fast now. Uh all my colonia peeps, go check it out. It's gonna be a fun show. I got great comics on the on the bill. Uh, you get to see me bust balls on Colonia as well as do my uh, my material. Uh, you know, hoping to be uh, doing some beer league stuff there. I don't know what we're going to do. We're going to be doing some video stuff. And uh, it should be fun. Maybe I'll get Jeff Cantor to come by and watch me. Uh, really, I'm going to dedicate this show to Jeff Cantor. Um, that's that's my, my life goal. He's on the chat board. Obviously, he's got COVID. He's got nothing to do with his life. And uh, I didn't use him for coaching for my equalizer audition. And he's bitter about that. But uh, March 10th and 11th, Avenel Performing Arts Center. Go check it out. I need you there. Let's have a good Woodbridge, Colonia, Island, Avenel reunion of Colonia people. Hopefully, Chris, you can get there Friday or Saturday night. I think I'll be uh, good to go on this one. And uh, 
we could have some laughs. Uh, we'll do some backstage stuff that we could post and stupid stuff like that. So, all right, everybody, that's it. That's the Jimmy Palumbo show. I love you. And hopefully I'll see you next week. See you everybody.